We're up to Simon Kufnun and Dalit Siftezvob. Zogta Mechaber. Bnei Krach Shekonu Sefer Torah. You have people in a city in a tzibur. They all chipped in together to buy a Sefer Torah for the tzibur. Vehisnu, but they made a tonight. Shem Yetzer Echad Mei Krach. If one of these people moves out of town, Shanishorim Yitnu Loi Chelka. Every person contributed a hundred dollars, so he wants to get back his chelik that he invested in the Sefer Torah. He wants to get it back when he leaves town. Vehukru. And by the time he left town a few years later, the Sefer Torah doubled in price. So his $100 investment is now worth $200. So the halacha is, If now one of the people in town leave after the price went up, All he's entitled to is the money that he gave. The money that he gave is entitled back, but not more than that. If he wouldn't have made any tonight, Zokta Mishnah Bruder, then you wouldn't have to give him anything because he chipped into the, the Sefer Torah. Okay, everyone chipped in the Sefer Torah they bought for the Kehillah. Now he leaves. It's not his Sefer Torah. The only reason he gets it back is because he made a Tanai when he donated the money that when he leaves he wants to get it back. So since he only gets it back, Macham is the Tanai. So he only gets back what he invested. Two reasons why, Dr. Mishnah Number one, because Mistamah the tenai was only to get back that value that he put in originally. But not that they should come make now a new appraisal and see what the value is. That's the mistama, the umdana, that that's what the tenai was. That even if you say, no, it's not an umdana, it's takasafik. We're not, there was a tenai, and it's takasafik in his lotion. What did he mean when he made the tenai? Did he mean I want to get back the money I invested, or the money that I own, in other words, the shutfas that I own, the value, made of the price goes up, I'm entitled to more. It's not a suffix. But even if it's a suffix, but at the end of the day, the Sefer Torah Mimon of Shech is not going to be his. But the Tanai was that he can get back money. So the Sefer Torah anyway stays to the Tzibur. All he wants is to get back money. So he wants to get back the money. Okay, how much money do you get back is a shayla. Did you mean... You want to get back the money that you invested, or your percentage in the Sefer Torah today, it's worth more. So So again, there's two svaris. Either because we name on the that all he meant was the money that he put in, or we're not sure what he meant. But that according to the second shot, that we're talking not sure what he meant. So it's going to come up, it's going to come out that if the price went down, Let's say that his value that he originally paid $100 now was only worth $50, he only gets back 50 If there's an umdunah that he meant tonight, I want to get back what I put in, okay, so you get back the $100 regardless whether it went up or down. But if we're not sure what he meant, so he's a mitzim chaveri, so we can get him, we can patter him with $50. You want to prove that you meant the money that you put in, not the value? Bring a riot. However, Zogdom Mishnah Bruder, if the original tonight when he gave the money for the Sefer Torah was, that when he leaves, if he wants, he can buy them out. He has the right to give them what they paid and take with the Sefer Torah. If that was the Tanai, see, even if today he's masking that they should keep the Sefer Torah and instead give him the money, but in this case, they're not the Mechzakim anymore. Because since his Tanai gave him a right to send them out, that he can tell them, listen here, I'm taking the Sefer Torah. So in this case, he would be a Mechzak in the Sefer Torah. If he's masking now to take money, so there the Moitzi, and in such a case, the Chayyah of Yivad, it's a Suffolk, they would have to pay him the higher price. Zogdu Mishnabur B'Shem Taz. This whole din over here, that we say he has to bring a Raya, 
is all talking about in this case where because the tna- without the Tanai he wouldn't have had any rights. Without the Tanai, people gave money, they gave it mon- money for the Tzibur. The Tzibur should have a Sefer Torah, you can't take anything back. It's only because he has a Tanai that he gets something back. So we say the Chazak of the Sefer Torah is with the Bismedish, and because of his Tanai he gets to take money. So we tell him, I see Raya, how much we have to pay you back. But if let's say you have regular case of Shutfim that bought a house together with Shutfis, and there was a Tanai that they made that if a guy wants to back out of the Shutfis, they have to give him back his Chalik, buy him out whenever he wants. And then the price of the house went up, and he wants to get out of the Shutfis now, and he wants to get his Chalik back from the Shutfim. In such a case, it's posher, they have to give him the value that, uh, that his 50% that the house is worth now. Because over there, the Tanai came liyapas koiche. Without the Tanai, even without the Tanai, he was entitled, he, he's a bailam over here. Just without the Tanai, he would have to wait till they want to sell. The Tanai helped him that I can back out any time I want and you have to buy me out. So Mamele, that's posher that you have to give him the value of what it's worth now, because he's a muzik in the thing. He he own, he owns it. If not for the Tanai, he has no rights to the Sefer Torah at all, because it was donated to the shul. It's only because of the Tanai that he has a right to get back the money. We don't know how much money he wants to get back. Shur brings a story over here, a case, which is Nagaya. If you have a city that has one shul, and the Tzibur got too large, and they have to open now Anubis Madrash, so now the question is, there's a lot of things that are here in the first Bismedish. You have Sefer Torah, you have Klei Kodesh, and the people going to the new shul, they don't want to have to spend all the money buying everything now from scratch. So what are they entitled? They were part of this original Tzibur, and now they have to break up. Are they entitled to take anything with them? Zotan Mishnaburi, if you have some Chafotzim over there, that a Yochid was Magdish. A Sefer Torah, let's say a Yochid was Magdish. In other words, it's known. It's all good. Everyone knows this is Yankel Sefer Torah. He taka donated it to the shul. We're not talking about it. If it was taka Yankel Sefer Torah, and he just loaning it to the shul, he could take it out anytime he wants. We're talking about that he donated it to the shul. But the it's Shmoy Olav. Everyone knows this is Sefer Torah that he donated. In such a case, of the Mishnah if this person or his Yarshim are from the people moving over to the new shul, they can take the Sefer Torah with to the new shul. But if it was Nishtakeya Shemabailim, even though we still know, if you check up in the records, that we have records, we know who was Makdash the Sefer Torah. The Maise, it doesn't go by its plainly Sefer Torah. It's Nishtakeya Shemabailim. In this case, this Magdish or his Yarshim have no Yipukayach more than anyone else, and therefore it's, it's, it's as if it has no Shaykhis to them. So what do you do in such a case? Or, or with everything else that the Tzibur bought, that there's no individuals, it was the Kupas HaKal that bought everything. So how do you split up the Nechassim of the Shul to the people that are going to the new Shul? So Meshavur brings down Yesh Oimrim, the sheet of the El Yirabe, that you split it up based on the amount of people from Bar Mitzvah and on. That all the people that are Bar Mitzvah, since they have a Shos on the Sifra Torah, because they're Mechoyiv and Kriya Satayr, they have a right to be Mishtamish with all the Chafatzim of the Shul, so Mamele, based on the head count of all the Bar Mitzvah people, that's how we divide everything up. And we see how much of a percent stays in the old shul and how much of a percent stays in the new shul. Magna Rome says that not only do we cheshm with Bar Mitzvah, Bar Mitzvah and up, he says even Noshim V'taf 
also have a chilek. Now, if the things that we're talking about in the shul are things that you can't split up, so let's say there's only one of a certain type of chayfetz, so then the way you split it up is the time used, that based on as many people over bar mitzvah or according to the previous shita even ashim v'taf, based on the amount of people, that's how much percentage of the time that tzibur can use this item. For the rest of the time, the other tzibur uses this item. Now, it's important to mention this whole din that when the chilek of the kahila leaves, they have rights to take with the chavtze kedusha based on how big of the tzibur is. This is all talking about they left because, let's say, the first besmedish became too small, so maybe they have to leave. In such a case, <clears throat> they're really part of this tzibur. They have a right to leave because now the tzibur has to split up because you need to build additional space. So then this halacha applies. But if they left because of machlaikas, there's enough room for everyone. But there's constant machlaikas. Even though we saw before brought down in Simon Kufnun, the Advaz holds if there's machlaikas in the shul, you should take a leave. Because it's a bazillion for the shul. But since the mice, they didn't have to leave mitzad, the actual size of the kahila. In such a case, the ones who leave have no right to be teveya from the original shul to take the chavtze kedusha. As long as there's a minion, as long as Rav of the Tzibur stays in the original shul, the ones that leave have no rights whatsoever. In the However, there is a Chuvis Merashdam that says that even if Rav left the shul, again, they left because of Machleikas, as long as there's a minion in the original shul, they retain all rights to whatever Chavtze Kedusha are there. If you have a call that ran away from the city because there was some sort of Gzeir and everyone ran away from the city, and one of the people, the person who actually donated everything, he took all the chefts of Kedusha with him. Then, after the Gzair is over, over the call comes back, and they come back to this Bismedish. So this person that took away all the chefts of Kedusha is mechoyev to return it, even though he was the original Menadith, and he's not interested in davening anymore in this shul. But since the Reuve of the call came back, so he can't take it with him, and again, we're talking about that he donated it to the shul, and Mamela, he has no rights to take it. The, the Mishabur brings down Vaiter. <coughs> he brings from the Rama in Achuve. If someone bought the rights for Glila for the year, that schus for Glila should be his, and he paid for it. And in the middle of the year, the king chased all the Eden out of the city. So the question is, he wants a refund now. He paid for a year's worth of Glila, and after a half a year, they're not here anymore, so he wants back half a year's payment. So it depends on the Mishabur. If Bishas, he bought it, they already knew that the Melech was Geyser to chase the Eden out. Just they were trying to be mishtadl to mevatel the gzeir. But since he knew that this is a very likely scenario that they're going to be chased out, he should have made a tanai, b'shaz the kinyan, that he's only paying a vivayit, he's actually going to be able to do the glila, but if they're not here, he's not paying. Since he didn't make a tanai, therefore he still has to pay the full year's amount. And when he does make a tanai, the tanai has to be oizgahaltim with all hilchas tanam, like we learned from tanai b'nei godim b'nei However, he quotes the b'kiva'egir, b'kiva'egir is ma'ir, he holds that if he was Megaladad, Bishas the Kenyan, that he's buying it because he wants to do Galila, which is normally the case, so Mamele, that's like a Tanai. You don't have to make a specific Tanai. It's Pashat that he only bought it, a Vivayit, he's going to have the Galila. Another Lachazak to Mishnah if you find something in the Chatzar of the Bisaknesis. So don't say that since the Chatzar, it's a Heglish de Chatzar, so the Chatzar is Zaych on behalf of Heglish, and it belongs now to the Bisaknesis. Just like any person, a Metziah falls into his chatzah, there's a Kenyan chatzah. Dr. Meshavar, we don't say that. 
because Magen Ram says the din of Chatzir works mitam yat, and the halach is ein yad lehekdish. So Mele lehekdish isn't kainet with Kenyan Chatzir. So therefore, the person that finds it, he gets to keep it. Magen Gibayim says that it's not such a pashta halacha. There's a machlekes Rishonim about this. Another din zok Mishnah someone donates something for the Beis Knesses. He donates silver crowns for the Sefer Torah, anything that he's donated, any chef to the Kedusha for the Beis Knesses, and he wants to write his name on it. It should say that plainly donated it. So the Tzibur cannot be ma'akiv that he shouldn't write his name. He has full rights to write his name because this is based on a Shuvah Sarajba. The Rajba says that we see in the Torah, the Torah is mefarsim oisim mitzvah, the famous story by Reuven. The Torah says that Vayishma Reuven v'yatzaleum miyodam Torah says that Reuven came back and he tried to save him. So Mamele, we learn from here, there's an Indian to be Mepharsim Mitzvah. And the Ramah brings down in Yeridea that uh, it's a good thing to do this. It's a proper thing. It's Roy for the Tzibir Taka to recognize his donation and be Masker Shemoy. The Lashon of the Rajbi is that it's Kedailitin Schar Lo'isim Mitzvah She'yilahem L'zikorin Toiv Ala Mitzvah She'asu. In addition, this will, this will encourage other people to donate as well. So maybe that person has rights to do this. If, let's say, they hung up a little plaque, and first of all, the place can say, if they don't have, in other words, if he wants the Tiber to write his name, they don't necessarily have to write it on the Chayfetz. They can put a plaque on the wall of the shul that says, plainly, was menadiv this and this item. And that's enough for Bimfarsum Oysimitzvah. Now, let's say they hung up a little... Uh, plaque on the thing that he donated, and it falls down. So Rav Ozna says, if the person who donated it was clearly makbid that he wants a plaque recognizing his donation, they have to put it back up. If he didn't demand it, just we're doing it because the Shaitan Shekhanach and Farsim Raisimitz, it could be once it fell down, there's no chiyav to put it back up. Zog the Mishnah Brura, this din is dafk if the tzibur is willing to be makabal his nidav. So then, if you're makabal his nidav, you have to write a thank you to him. But he can't force his nadava on the tzibur. They have a right to say, we're not interested in your nadava, and don't, we're not making any thank yous for you, and we're not interested in your nadava. They can do that. But if they accept his nadava, then they have to write the recognition. Seif Chassidim brings an interesting thing. There was a person that built a shul, and the tzibur wanted to chip in to build this shul, and he said, no, I want to have the whole mitzvah for myself. It should be forever on his family's name. And he lost all his children. So basically, a person shouldn't do this. If people want to donate, a person shouldn't hold the whole mitzvah for himself. You should let people be mishtatif in the mitzvah. Shabur brings down another thing over here: a gabit that rents, work, that hires workers to paint the shul. So then he has no right to put up a sign to say that this painting was done al pitzivuya from this gabit. It's tough because someone that donates it from his own money, he has a right. But someone who's a gabit he just arranged it. He has no rights for this to be mefarsim shemoy.